we're recording yeah we're recording yeah good job um hello and welcome to 16-bit otaku your gaming tech and anime podcast i am joined here by my brother connor and i just lost my track okay and we were talking about the various uh stories today such as Vandal Tale isn't just League of Legends Stardew Valley because it is an actual big life sim. A Nintendo Switch reported delayed to next year to hinder scalping. And D&D Lego comes full circle by rendering tabletop games deadliest uh, foe, I guess it's just, it just cut off. And we'll talk about the Dice Awards and uh, the winners there. So, uh, but first, we're going to get into some housekeeping. Uh, so, how are you, Connor? How is your week been and whatnot? Um, uh, last my past week was pretty pretty good. Just kind of standard, working a lot. Um, I started watching. Uh, the Air Avatar remake mm-hmm, on mm-hmm, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay so far. Like you know, some things I don't like. It's some things show. I do like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So kind of you know mixed bag, like usual with uh, these kind of remakes. But you know they did. I feel like they did okay with uh, trying to shove like twenty five episodes to eight. I mean, I didn't watch all of it yet, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I've I've also actually caught up with Critical Role, so I'm like current yeah. now <laughs> on episode 86, which just came out on last Thursday. I didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I kind of haven't been playing too much. I've been kind of just watching more stuff and I played a little bit of story of seasons on my switch mm-hmm. and then I've actually, uh, been, um, painting a bit okay. like minis. Yeah. 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 So I've been doing, yeah, I've been doing that past few days. Um, well, the first thing I painted was a, a sculpture that my friend, uh, who's also an artist makes, uh, he sells like DIY versions, so I painted one of those, and then the I painted thing? what a. Uh, uh, no, it's a dinosaur. Okay, dragon dinosaur, but you know what? One of those. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a it's a furry. It's a feathered velociraptor. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, the next thing was um, I have some Warhammer minis that I've just been meaning to paint, so I started painting the. Uh, Glaive Wraith Stalkers. I don't have any of the actual colors like needed for ah. that set. I just have, yeah. So I, I just kind of have plenty of paints, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna use this to experiment, mess around, do what I feel like. Yeah. And so that's what I've been doing with mm. those, and it's been fun. Mm. Forgot how nice painting is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, painting is good. I, um, mm-hmm. speaking of, like, just doing some hobby things, I, uh, 
was working on my backbone. Like actually, like my backbone, the the um doesn't charge anymore via the the extra port, like you know the included port that allows you to charge your phone while you're playing it. Yeah, that doesn't work anymore. And I said I asked Backbone if they can get send me a new one. Um, they didn't get yeah. it back to me for like a week, so I was like, okay, I'm guessing they're not gonna do it. But then they get back to me, it's like, hey, we'll send you a new one. Just send us the old one. At that time, yeah. I was like, I'm, but I already decided that I'm just gonna make my backbone fit fit my phone case because I kept because actually my phone case. Um, I I had like a nice um, I think I showed you with the nice um border case that mm-hmm. you know it didn't have a back. It was it was just special uh yeah play display. Old. Anyways, that became loose because I kept taking it off to play on my backbone. Yeah. So I got a thin case that I liked, and I modified that to fit in. I modified that, and then I modified the backbone so I can actually play with my case on the backbone. Okay. But then, and I actually took some plot plate and put like a thing on top. Was gonna put a thing on top of it to so it doesn't pop out. Because I had to take off the thing that grabs onto the phone. Yeah. When it's not in the case. Mm-hmm. I had to take those off. So it kind of pops off if I jiggle it a little bit. Anyways, I got some plastic plasti weld. And I didn't know, but I only got the refill. You're supposed to get this pack that actually has this oh. like syringe thing. That's glass. Yeah. This glass syringe. Because it's, wow. pla- it's actually... Plastic. It's a, it's a welding. It's plastic. Plastic welding. It's not glue. Yeah. It actually will melt the plastics together and bond them like actual welding. Yeah. Okay. So you have. To, so it's a metal syringe with a glass tube. So you can't put anything in a yeah. plastic. So I was like, yeah. well, and that that set that I bought is that that, that that's that the whole set is like forty mm-hmm. bucks. I'm like, I'm not spending another forty dollars. Yeah. So I just used an old paintbrush. Dip dip the paintbrush in there. And um did it. But uh but yeah, you can't just apply, you have to actually I I uh, kind of partially glued it with my Tam Tamiya cement and then I just put a wrench around around it. Long story short, I got it working, kind of. And then I sanded everything to actually fit, so I can actually use the button still. And, yeah. Um, I also fixed my figure. Um, one of my figures, in moving, her head to pop, snapped off at the neck. So I used the plastic weld to... Fix, yes. Kind of worked, but it kind of didn't. But still. Um, I've been playing... I've been playing. Um, I played a little bit of Spider Man. Uh, you know the Gwen Stacy run. It's a little weird yeah. because of the fact that the mod that I'm using makes it have her voice, and then the the spots where it's just Peter is weird because it's Gwen Stacy's voice coming out of Peter. That's so weird, but. Still, 
like the swinging around is cool. Um, but I've been playing also some. Uh, I just started to get back into Punishing Gray Raven, another mobile game played by Kuro. They're they, uh, Kuro game. They're making Withering Waves. And then I found out today that I just realized that Amazing Season Games is actually making that new Mecha Break game. I don't know if you saw it, the trailer. Uh, no. A oh, uh, Mecha Break? Gundam? Uh, it's, not, no. it's, not, it's not Gundam. It looks like giant robots that mm-hmm. shoot, fly around, and everything like that. It's crazy looking. They, may, they actually are making this making break, Mecha Break. So, looks really cool. Don't know when it's coming out. But, yeah. Um, let's see. Into the Floodborne just came out for Lokana. I with I sold some of my slabs. Um, for store credit, they only they only could do store credit, so. Um. So yeah, uh, and then uh, I was able to get a box and a few things for Lakana, and I pulled a Pride Ro- Pride Lands Enchanted, which is awesome, pretty. Mm-hmm. Um and for watching, I watched Dune, the movie. Yeah. And that's was a, that good? And that's a movie. <laughs> I never watched I never read the books at all. Yeah. Or watched the original movie. Um Yeah, it basically felt like half a movie because part two is coming out in like a week. Mm-hmm. Which but, is strange because it's like two and a half hours. So it's like what two and a half hours of nothing. No, it's it's only one big action scene. It's a lot of. It's basically is a book, but done mm-hmm. in real life. An actual movie. Gotcha. There's a lot of gotcha. talking, but they don't. The thing is, um, they don't. And I was I, I did this, and then kind of funny is actually doing a Dune in review, even though it's just mm-hmm. the that it's, they're just doing the the new one. Yeah, and basically, um, two of the people on that panel actually read the books. Well, like, one read the book and was a big fan of it, um, and then one just knows all the lore of of Dune, even though he never read the book. I yeah. think, um, but he just read all the things. So it's like, why don't you just read the books then? <clears throat> but um, yeah, I think he read the books. But he doesn't read them now. He didn't read them again. I think he read the books at one point. Anyways, they were kind of saying that this, hey, this movie is actually really good, and that it's really cool that they didn't explain anything. Yeah. Like, okay. like basically make like they're not going. They don't go into exposition saying that this this is what you know. Um. Like the house, like the houses, they never go into explaining the houses. They just say, "Hey, this is House Atreides." You know, the main the main characters, yeah. uh, Timothy Chalamet's yeah. house, and then they um, then they talk about the Fremen, and they don't. Re- they kind of go into them, but not really. They only into what things, and then the guy that's actually there, that's actually mm-hmm. like the Dukes that. Um, that um oh what's his name? Poe. I forgot his name. Real his real name. Yeah. Oscar Isaac. Um, there you go. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. 
his basically his like kind of best friend butler thing is a AI thing. Person. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't explain that. He's actually yeah. a uh, cyborg or robot or something. Mm-hmm. They don't explain anything, but it actually makes it kind of more into the things because you're not actually not explaining anything, so you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, there's no real boring parts. There's like some exposition, and there's some there's some parts, and it seems really good. Um, but it's like very good world building. That's cool. Yeah. And yeah, maybe maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, especially since it's on Netflix, it's free. Yeah. So it's it's leaving on the 29th. Okay. Um. But then, yeah, in the review, they were talking about it's like, hey, the first time I watched this, I didn't get it. I didn't like it. And yeah. And then the mm-hmm. second time, I watched it. I did a complete one eighty. I love the movie. This movie is amazing. It's so good how it's shot. Yeah. And it's just like, it's very pretty and like whole thing. Mm-hmm. So. And it, they, and a lot of the things that they did make, um, it really showed the actors' strengths. And Jason Momoa is in nice. it. Nice. Oh, that's neat. Yes. And he doesn't say, my man. But, as we know, he does. But he says, my yeah. boy. Instead. It counts. Yes. So, but yeah. Um, it's also there's a lot of subtle things in the movie that will show you like the passage of time or something like that, um, mm-hmm. or something like it's like some like differences kind of. But uh, yeah, it was good. Um, I'm also watching the entire Avatar cartoon series over again. Nice, nice. So and I'm up to episode eight of book three. So I'm actually wow. at the last season. Yeah. Um. So, yep, still some scenes from the second season, or maybe second season, end of second season, maybe beginning of third, when it was, it's the anniversary of Iroh's son's uh, death. Yeah. That was a very, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a... Oh, yeah, that's always sad. Yeah. A lot, a lot of the things got me still teared up in the, in, in, in the cartoon. Really good. Yeah, it's, it's, a, so it's good. a good show. I mean... It's so good. Yeah. So I wanted to see that before I watched the series, so so I get a full thing of exactly what they changed and everything. Yeah, but like I watched it a lot, so I kind of I think that's what made my brain so confused when I was watching it because they combine a lot of stuff because to get through it all. So I'm like, wait, isn't wasn't this in a different spot and not in this spot, or like is, wasn't this scene later? And like. The thing is, the cartoon does that too. Like when you try to remember the cartoon, you think of something. You think, "Hey, isn't this later?" And then it happens in like episode four of season one. Yeah. <laughs> or like, there's one, like one plot point happens in one city, but they move it to a different city in the remake. I guess to com- make things a little more cohesive for the show. And I'm just like, wait, didn't this happen in elsewhere? 
And, and so is, my brain is just yeah, and this angry is probably at me. one of the main reasons why the creators left because they were moving stuff. And yeah, combining things. they were moving stuff around to make it, I guess, more cohesive for live action. I don't know, or to make it cheaper, uh, more streamlined. Yes, and and streamlined, I guess. Well, it, they only it, had it's literally, episodes. it's also trying to make it cheaper so they don't have to make so much setting. Yeah, that that too. But yeah, I haven't seen it yet. But yeah, like I'm going into it. It's saying that it is very hard to compress a 25-episode thing into 8 episodes, even though those 8 episodes mm -hmm. are an hour, which is equal to around 2 to 3 episodes of the actual series. Yeah. Still. Yeah. But I will say, like, the actors, for the most... And, uh... Crap. I think my headphones died. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Alright, cool. My headphones died, apparently. Okay, but you got your um, uh, lapel on? No, I could not find that. I don't know why. I put it in the same place that I usually put it, but it was not there. And I hadn't... It was right before, uh, you know, I got home, so... I did not find it. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe you just dropped it or something. Uh, yeah. It fell somewhere. Yeah. But, uh... I don't remember what I was talking about. Um... And, uh, I, I know Avatar, but yes, yes. I don't remember what spot. Oh, the actors. Was... Oh yeah, that the actors were pretty good, for the most part. I enjoyed them. I heard so far. the actor who plays Avatar, Aang, he watched the yeah. series six times. Yeah. To prepare. Mm-hmm. So. That's but, good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been. Oh, we we still watch. I'm still watching uh, Delicious in Dungeon. Still really good. Yeah, that's definitely uh, um, definitely uh, an anime to watch. It's very cool. And I just mm -hmm. found out that the main, the one of the characters, the main character's sister that you kind of have to try to rescue from a dragon, mm -hmm. is actually is the same voice actor of Yor. Your? From Spy Family. Oh, okay. I have not watched much Spy Family, so I that's why I don't I know. Mean, so yeah, anything. but yeah, you gotta keep gotta keep watching it. It's still good. Yeah, I think I've seen like the first two or three episodes. Uh that's not enough. Yeah. I do wanna watch it. It is on my list. Yeah, let me Yeah. Um... And the English Anya sounds weird. Yeah, no, I was. I was they gonna, dubbed uh, it in English, and it she sounds a little weird. So yeah, I, I was going to watch this. Yeah, I saw I saw the dub trailer. You know, like this kind of like oh, new trailer for the movie, mm -hmm. and the trailer was in English. Yeah. So I'm like, ah. So. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much it in terms of housekeeping. Okay, let's get mm -hmm. right into the news. Um, we'll first check out the Bandle Tale, which I wanted to play because it's supposedly really yeah. good. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, it's just um money. 
it's like twenty five yeah. it's like twenty five dollars, I think, or thirty dollars on Steam. Yeah, it's only on Steam, right? Yeah, it's coming out for the Switch though as well. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll have to wait for that. I think so. Let me see. Uh let's give our listeners the proper Bandle Tail Switch. Play Bandle Tail, Switch on PC. Give me a switch. Oh no, it's out. Huh. The show it's it, it basically it's it's on the it's on the eShop saying I can buy it. How much is it? Twenty five dollars. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, it it it, it, it came out for everything on the twenty first. Nice. So yeah. I mean the animations look freaking adorable and I know of some League of Legends because I did play a little mm. bit. And speaking of League of Legends, did you know there's a dragon now? Like an actual dragon, like a kid dragon. Oh, oh there is? His name is Smolder, I think. Smolder? Cinder? That's uh, awesome. Either way, it's awesome. Yes. Uh but yeah, he looks cool. Uh, he's very, um, yes, yeah, Smolder. His name is Smolder. And basically, his ultimate is basically he calls his mom. Oh. And it's basically, and then she just rains down death. Yeah. Because basically, it's like somebody's trying to hurt my baby. Yeah. That's pretty much like. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's. Oh, I love. He's I love him. um, he's really he's he's okay in beginning game, mm-hmm. but he but um he really needs he's like, uh he really needs like a, essentially a quote unquote protector like, he in 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 early game he has you have to be, like paired up with somebody, yeah because he doesn't have any escape tactics gotcha but in late game he's basically yeah it's like mm-hmm. very good it's just that's the balance that if you can actually get him to that level then it's like ridiculously powerful so yeah but um yeah bald like okay let's where's my thing okay so the news article, uh, this it's from Games Radar, by Ali Jones. Uh, Bandeltail isn't just League of Legends Stardew Valley because it's an even more intricate life sim. But that's what expect. But that's exactly what uh, Ali expected uh, from the genre's darkest game. Apparently, it's dark. Yeah. All right. Cool. Dark and cute. Yes, I love it. Water. Okay. At first glance, it was easy to label Bandletail as a League of Legends take on Stardew Valley, laid-back vibes, pixel art, and emphasis on good food and good friends pointed directly to a Riot Games take on a quintessential life sim. But it's just a couple minutes before you realize Bandeltail hides a level of complexity that puts it at the height of its genre. 
Set, hmm. set in Bandal City, a whimsical pocket dimension housed within broader League of Legends universe that's home to a squirrel-like race called Yordles. Bandal Tale breaks with tradition set by the rest of Riot's indie spin-offs by casting you not in character, not in character, not oops, not in the role of one of its established champions, but in a brand new character. As an apprentice to a sage expert in uh, knitting, your character has spent years in reclusive devotion to their craft. When a series of unlikely events thrust them into the world. With the portal network that ties Bandal City together busted and your friend lost somewhere inside, it's up to you to help restore the city. If you think that already sounds quite a lot more in intense than Stardew Valley, you'd be right. But Bandal Tale makes up for it in slightly breathless twist on the traditional gentle life sim genre by relying on the whimsy inherent in its setting. Magic suffuses this place and the devs have made sure to find ways to combine mysticism and mundanity lining up with the Yordle's hobbit-like existence in League of Legends uh, more traditionally high fantasy world. So yeah. Sounds nice. So yeah. Sounds yeah. Yeah, it sounds... I was just gonna say it sounds cool. Yeah, like it sounds like like I like Stardew Valley. Like I'm respect Stardew Valley, but it seems a little bit too um not like not. I wouldn't say not boring. It just seems a little bit too lighthearted. Like I know there's dungeon parts, but like ninety percent of the whole thing is just farming. Yeah. For people who really just want the you actual want farming part. Yeah. Yeah. Um which I think that's all that's that's all that's all great uh for me. I thought you know uh but um but then I will need something in a little bit. <laughs> a little bit more. Like in a little bit. Like, <laughs> I can do it. But then if I like, you know, ADHD breaks in, it's like, okay, this is, this is great. I'm loving this. Then, um, I need something to hold me there though. Mm -hmm. Like simple farming won't okay. hold me. Oh yeah. My, uh, farming holds me fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying. This like seems like something that would actually hold it. Yeah. You know, uh, Hold yeah, it, no. like hold my attention. This definitely sounds fun. Because like I'll do some farming, do some farming, then um oh look something like, oh something just happened. I have to go help them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but yeah, the article goes on to say that that means that nothing's quite as it seems. Gathering crops means contending with magical bananas. While fixing a busted bridge is is a case of putting your knitting skills, not carpentry, to bear. One of the first characters you meet is a floating cat with a bad attitude, and your home is a backpack that can be carted around the world and set up whenever you, wherever it suits you best. Managing this world means 
coming to terms with a frankly dizzying array of abilities and a skill tree that feels more on peace with the action RPG than the life sim. Nice. Talk about mobile home. Yeah, right? Nice. <laughs> and then you got a Cheshire cat. Essentially. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the game has like oozes charm. Like when you it look really at the does. I was about to say that myself. When you look at the screenshots, it's like okay, it looks like typical, like, you know, wholesome RPG. Like wholesome, mm -hmm. like, you know, you know, farming thing. But then when you actually see it moving, that's where all the charm happens. Yeah. They did so good with the animation team was so good with this pixel sprite. Mm-hmm. I think. Um But uh the reason why it seems like more of an action RPG uh is because it in keeping with the rest of the League of Legends spin-off games, Vandal Tales made by a team outside of Riot. In, in this case it's Lazy Bear Games, best known for Graveyard Keeper, an altogether different type of life stem, complete with a darker sense of humor and far more than six feet of depth. Ha, yeah. that's funny. Got a graveyard pun right there. With its own complex skill tree and the same looping systems that take players far beyond the original pitch. You can see the influence of Graveyard Keeper throughout the Bandle Tale, and while the former might not share much of a tone with the latter, it's fascinating to see the DNA of a leading indie rub off on one of my favorite franchises. So, yeah, this game um, looks great. Yeah. Uh, and I actually did really like uh, Graveyard Keeper. That was that was pretty fun. Yeah, and this actually, I would just, and the list last bit is that this uh, about Bandle Tale is um, actually the last uh, of the of the games that will be uh, will be from its. Uh, Riot Forge publishing publishing label because they're they're stopping it. Um, because well, that's unfortunate. Maybe it's expensive. I don't know because they're Riot. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer, but still I'm glad that the yeah. game came out at least. So, um. Maybe they wanted to put the budget somewhere else of Riot Forge. Yeah. Maybe they're putting it towards Arcan uh, Arcane. Yeah, maybe. Because that's coming out next year, right? Uh, the second season? Yes. Uh, I think that's sooner than next year. It's either this, I think it's fall, it's, it's basically this fall, it's, I think it's like tentative date 2024, 2025. Like late twenty twenty four, early twenty twenty five is like I, from what I remember. November twenty twenty four. Okay. So, so this year. So, yes, that's tentative since they don't give us an actual date. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, basically yes. I from what I heard, like it's fall, basically fall winter twenty twenty four, late twenty twenty four, possible or early twenty twenty five if it gets pushed back, because I know our uh, season one, I think, got pushed back like a year though last time, right? Uh, I actually don't know. From what I remember, I think it got delayed a year, like a year or something. 
Um, but I think that was because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, That's possible. That doesn't count. Uh, but yeah, Bandle 10 looks really cool, and it's $25. I do have, have it on my wish list on Steam, so mm-hmm. uh, when I can get it, it's there. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to wishlist it on my Switch. No. Did you want to go into the uh, D&D Lego? Uh, yeah, sure. One second. Yeah, I just saw this uh, cool little story about mm-hmm. um, the from PC Gamer. Uh, the article is by Harvey Randall about uh, Lego making a uh, gelatinous cube. Like they just teased it so far, so they don't. We don't know what the set actually looks like. Mm-hmm. We just saw a three D render. Which the 3D render is still pretty neat, so um, we're not sure if we're going to be getting probably, I don't know if it's going to be like a storage box, gelatinous cube looking thing, or what. Or, um, yeah, I just hope it's not, um, you have to actually build the cube. It's just, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, they, yeah, they don't even say how many blocks it is. So hopefully yeah. it's not like a 600 like tiny block set that you just have to build the cube. Mm-hmm. It's just, just trans- see-through, it's see-through just see-through. pieces. Yeah. People mm-hmm. would love that because, you know, actually people would love that um, because of the fact that clear pieces are some of the most expensive pieces to get if you buy them piecemeal. Yeah. They're like 25 cents to 50 cents for a piece. And people who are into buying Legos by by a piece would probably need like in terms of like pieces, they need like sometimes they need like a hundred of them, two hundred of them, and yeah, that's a lot of money when you times that. But you know, fifty cents by two hundred. Mm-hmm. So and then there's also gonna be um, there's like a contest mm-hmm. or something. And there's a fan-made set also being released for the D&D anniversary um, called Dragon's Keep Beyond Journey's End. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that looks really cool. Yeah, and it's uh, it's like a 3,000-piece set mm-hmm, that could mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. be used as a D&D dungeon map, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And, like, the dragon is posable, and I think, like... Um, the doors are can like be moved and stuff. Yeah, there's actually a, there's a new thing actually from what I uh, remember. There's a um like from what I saw, there's actually a new way you because you remember you remember Lego Lego ideas. Yeah. Basically, you you know you uh say hey I want this and you, you do a short survey and you fill out a short survey and if it gets ten thousand supporters. Then Lego yeah. will look at it and see if they can make it. There's a new thing yeah. where you can actually buy the set, the straight, oh, yeah. straight out, huh. and Lego would make it for you and send oh, cool. it to you. But it's like That's a very. Really I, I, this is from what I was reading in an article, and mm-hmm. you buy it and then you get it and they basically they make it for you. It's a little bit more. It's more expensive because it's like you know, yeah, one, it's like you know, um. But basically, you 
putting your money where your mouth is. So you already bought the set, essentially. Yeah. You're basically buying a one-off but, set. And so it's people, it's gonna, people, and it's it like, people like make a set and they put it up for sale. Mm-hmm. And then they buy it and then they get it shipped to their house. I don't think right away mm-hmm. or something. I think it's a whole thing. But they pretty much buy it. It's not like yeah. you're paying 10000 and hopefully it gets done. Then hopefully it goes through the whole thing that takes six months to a year. And then maybe it actually gets released like, like you know, a year and a half later. This one yeah. actually is like a lot quicker. And, it's, and the actual designers get money from it. Yeah. They actually get some profit from it. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. That is really cool. You know, because the Lego idea is nobody gets profit from it. Like, the people don't get profit from it. They just, Lego mm-hmm. gets an idea for free, essentially. Yeah. But yeah, this one, they actually get money from it, which is cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, this looks cool. Hoping it's like, like, the 3D, yeah, the 3D thing is cool because all 3D things of Gelatinous Cube look cool. Yeah. Or creepy. But it looks like, you know, they don't look like that. <laughs> Yeah, no. They never do. So, um, yeah. But I'm always up for a skeleton, Lego skeleton. Lego skeletons are cool. Yeah, I like the Lego skeletons. Like, they're all they're silly. Yeah, that was like mind blowing when they first came out in the uh, in the pirate set. Mm-hmm. Right? They're like, oh, cool! It's an actual skeleton with the actual like bricks yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I think I got it with the boat or something. But yeah, that you know, always up for more Lego sets, even though they're always expensive. Yeah, but yeah. No, yeah, no release date on it yet. They just said it's coming soon. So yeah, soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, now on to the next story, which is. All about the Nintendo Switch 2. Supposedly, we don't know what's called. It's just calling the 2 Super mm-hmm. Pro, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's reportedly delayed till March 2025 to hinder scalping. Hmm. How does that help? Nintendo wants oh. to make a lot of them. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Basically, they will basically make them and then have them sit in a warehouse until they amass a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And then put it out. Alright, um, then. Because, uh... Guess that's, yeah. That's good. Because Nintendo hated, um... Like, literally hated uh, the fact that they couldn't get their toys, as Nintendo says. You know, yeah. like, they, they, you know they, they, they're a toy company. They say everything is, toy, is a toy. Which, yeah, rightfully so. You know, a video game console is a toy. Um, it's just a very high tech toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just upset that they couldn't get their toys to kids that wanted them. Yeah. So instead, they're going. They, you know, all those rumors pointed towards like a October note, like a, a October release or something like that of the Switch Two yeah. this year. But mm-hmm. um, they are delaying it uh, to basically combat scalpers. 
that's good. Yep. Uh, the article goes to say that earlier today on February 26th, Japanese outlet Nikkei uh, reported that the Nintendo Switch's eventual successor wouldn't launch until March 2025 and, and would boast a portability function just like the current Nintendo Switch. This aligns with recent rumors which claim that Nintendo had delayed new hardware out of launching this year in 2024. However, Nikkei reports report reveals that this is the earliest possible date that the new Nintendo hardware would launch at. It's entirely possible that the Nintendo Switch successor would launch after March uh, of next year, it seems, which would take it out of launching in Nintendo's next fiscal uh, year. Uh, Nikkei also... Uh, this Nikkei report also claims to know the reason for this delay. Apparently, it's all down to Nintendo trying to secure as much stock of the new Nintendo Switch console before it actually launches in an effort to come back, combat scalping, where customers will purchase a console and then sell it for profit, drastically increasing the price in the process. Um, and then it just goes on to say the actual tech specs and stuff. In regards to it, uh, but yeah, um, this is definitely one way. Uh, this article is by Hiran Cryer from Games Radar. Sorry, I, <laughs> I didn't say that in the beginning, but this is pretty much Nintendo is trying, like, they're trying to combat scalping because there'll yeah. still be that those people, uh, that buy, they'll buy a hundred of them and then post it on social media, say, Hey, I got switches. You know, and it'll be like two hundred dollars over the launch price. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if Nintendo actually really does this, we'll just laugh all the way, uh, like just laugh all the way to Best Buy or wherever to pick ours up because Nintendo provided enough stock for everybody. Yeah. Um, because yeah, that's just ridiculous. It is. Um. And then um, they hopefully they get stuck with that stock that they have to sell it at below retail price. That's what happened with the, all those guys that when the PS5 became non-scalpable, there's like there yeah. was like tons of people like scalpers that had like 40, 50, you know, or like 100 mm -hmm. PS5 yep. still in stock, still yep, yep. in their homes, thinking they would flip these easier, and they just kind of max out their credit card just to do this. Yeah. And then they just get saddled with it. Mm -hmm. And you can't return them because they're at a return date and stores won't return allow you to return that amount. Yep. So So basically that that was just a very funny uh funny thing because yeah, you try to rip people off, you're gonna get you know, gonna get bitten essentially. Yeah. Get, Oh. No, I'm definitely glad uh, for like for Nintendo to be doing this because, like, yeah, of, of course, I don't mind waiting a little longer or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll. I, I'm not gonna get the two at first, like first run anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be sending you uh, soon. I'm just. Uh, yeah, like I said, I I know I sold a few of your slabs that you're trying to sell. Um, I'm just waiting yeah. on payment for one of them, and then I'll ship that out. Okay. Awesome. 
And so, and I'll ship out everything to them yeah, and to good. you and to some other friends and like everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'll probably be getting it depending. Like, it would have to be drastic. Like, the. Like, how good it is, you know? Mm-hmm. For me to get it right away. Um, because always, like, my Switch OLED is perfectly fine because it's a Switch OLED. Yeah. So, and this is not going to have OLED. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to yeah. be like me trying, you know, like, okay, it's like, yes, maybe I can get, uh, like certain games to run. I'll get maybe get certain games to run at sixty frames per second, but mm-hmm. it won't look as pretty. Or I can't yeah. play it in the dark very well because the entire screen's lit up now instead of only part of it mm-hmm. because of you know what's showing. So, which is yeah, you know, which can be a bummer. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I might be uh just playing around tinkering. With my with my switch light that I've had that I haven't touched in a while, because mm-hmm. um, you know it's just my custom one, so I have it on display. But I might actually uh, just think around with it, because you can, because um, yeah, the the switch is well known to be underclocked severely. Oh yeah, yeah, it actually is underclocked. Um, the same chip, because that pe- you can actually have it. You can just put it at the normal, like the normal clock speed that's supposed yeah. to be at, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, Tears of the Kingdom runs at sixty frames per second. Nice. It's just you know, battery life. Yeah. So basically, Nintendo underclocked it so that battery life could be very yeah extended. Yes, or else it's gonna have like three hour battery life. Yeah. So. I mean, whatever. That's what, like, handheld PCs... I would, think, I would like, the thing is, it's like, put in an option. Just put in an option on the actual console. That's all you need. Yeah. Just say, hit it, hit, like, you know, pay, uh, call it um, power mushroom, power up mode or something like that. Make it, like, yeah. you know, make it something cute. And it actually, maybe slightly or like puts it at the normal speed or at over a slightly overclocked that you just hit a button and boom okay you know yeah or just have that mode automatically turn on when it's docked you know yeah mm-hmm. that would make sense right so it's like i don't know uh yeah. it's a thing so I just might play around with my Switch Lite just to, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like three hours is still not a bad battery life. I don't know. I mean, I guess because, like, the handheld PCs are all, like, three hours, right? Yeah, like, my the 2S is, well, depending yeah. on what game you're playing. Like, God of yeah, War, but... God of War, it's only 45 minutes. But that's God of War. Yeah. That's fair, but still. But, um, no, but like Core Keeper, I could play for a good four hours. Core Keeper yeah. or like a pixel art game like that, like a regular, like a mm-hmm. indie game or pixel art. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if it's like, if it's only running at like 10, 10 watts, 
Um, then it's not, you know, it will, it'll last for a few hours. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think, like you said, they should have, like, a option, maybe, to be, like, performance mode or something. Yeah, basically, um, well, yeah, like, call it, yeah, like, yeah, or just have it switch on during when it starts. Yeah. And only when it starts, so there you go. Yeah, so then you don't have to worry about it. Because yeah. you don't have to worry about battery life when it's docked anyway. Yeah. Or just when it's plugged in. How about that? Just when it's plugged yeah. in, immediately turn it on. Mm-hmm. You know? Connected to power. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Yeah, like with the 2S, you can actually have it. If you beat up, boot up a game, you can have the thing. The power immediately go to what you want. How much power you want to have. Mm-hmm. You know, and for like little games, just switch it down to a low power and then, you know, you have a lot of games. For the big games, switch it up. Like, yeah, when I have, when I go on my, because, you know, it's a portable PC, essentially. I have a dock. Yeah. I just plug it. I play games on the TV. You know, I'll play Borderlands mm-hmm. Gate or something like that. And I have a mode um, that it's called just AAA mode, AAA game mode. And what it does, it, it tells to use 33 watts, which is the most it can do, and put the fans at max at 100. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it doesn't um doesn't overheat, but usually, but it's a PC, so it's fine to go over. But I don't. It's a handheld PC, so I don't like it going over like 58 degrees Celsius. Which is fair. Yeah, that's fair. Like. Typically, with a PC, you can have it go, like, um, I've seen them go for, like, 70, 80 degrees and pretty perfectly fine, but it's a handheld mm-hmm. PC. I don't want to... Also, I don't want to pick it up when if I'm like, okay, I'm done with the yeah. TV. I want I don't want to pick it up and then kind of... Like, oh, yeah. it's hot. Kind of thing. Yep. So, basically, I just have it set to, basically, watts modage at max um, and then fans at max, so that way it's constantly... Um, but yeah, it, it barely gets over like 57. He, it barely touches 60. Yeah. Um, usually at max, actually, depending, it's, it's some, usually it stays around like 48 to 53, mm-hmm. depending on, which is great. So, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Just hopefully, like, the Switch is going to be super powerful as, like, all that says. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. Speaking of games, like that. That. Uh, like, I I have like I said like I I remember beginning in one of the podcasts I said that I was I was going to be playing seven, all this month so I can get ready for rebirth, and mm-hmm. I haven't played rebirth at all. <laughs> and mostly because it's like like I want to fully get into it and that um like can't I like I like I would like to get uh rebirth but I don't want to kind of like force me playing into remake and it's just it's it's a it's a still an expensive game, 
and then other things mm-hmm. are, other things are more uh important right now yeah. yeah i mean it'll still be there whenever yeah. whenever you want to spend the money so yeah yeah of course definitely um and also i still haven't played 16 i haven't beaten 16 yet so i'm like mm-hmm. and I, haven't, I haven't beaten 16 i haven't beaten Baldur's gate still playing that um yeah. and also like i just need more not like a chill game but more Spider-Man's coming out in like a week in like a week a week and a half. March seventh. So um yeah. which is adding more new game plus and a bunch of other things. Uh like the Hellfell Hellfire Gala outfits. Which uh Miles yeah. looks very very dapper in. Mm-hmm. Um and you know People who are just being upset that it's, you know, saying that we need more comic outfits. It's like, it's a major series. Yeah. <laughs> it's a major arc, the Hellfire Fire Gala. I didn't read it, but I know it's a major arc, though. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just read comics. And then you'll obviously find out that this is... Because you're getting Peter's and Miles's Hellfire Gala outfit. While Miles nice. looks like a suit, like an actual suit. Yeah, yeah. Peter's is just like a cool Spider-Man outfit. Yes. But, um, but yeah. Okay, now we're going to get into, like, going through, uh, the, uh, the Dice Awards. Um. Now these not these these are not as big as like the video game awards or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked it. It was a really cool thing because it's developers nodding to all the developers. Yeah, and yeah. So, like, if I remember correctly, Untitled Goose Game won Game of the Year for mm-hmm. Dice. Like two years ago, three years ago. So, so yeah. Um, going to go from the bottom because game of the year is at top. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm gonna do is I'll give you. Let's see if we can do this fast, but also I want to like kind of see what you would kind of like. What were your thoughts? So I'll just give you the thing, give you the names, and what do you think one, and I'll just give you the one. If you, how's that sound? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna start off with strategy simulation game of the year. A lot of these are like game of the years, but these are like genre. These are the genre awards. Mm-hmm. So these are such and such game of the year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is cool because not a lot of them give that. They just say, you know, they don't say this is the game of the year for this category. Mm. They just say, you know. Oh. Anyways. Uh, first off, shout out to Koji Kondo. You know who Koji Kondo is? Uh, sounds familiar. Uh... 
Let's tell me. I forget. Composer of Legend of Zelda. Right, music. yes. All the music of Legend of Zelda yeah. and a lot of yeah, Nintendo. That's why it sounded Basically, <laughs> Nintendo's. Basically, it's kind of like Nintendo's Nobuo Uematsu, essentially. Yeah. Who did all that's the Final Fantasy. Anyways, he got that kind of he he got an inducted to the Dice Awards Hall of Fame. Nice, nice. And it was a really nice, very cool speech by the person who worked with him. Who um, who, because Ko- Koji Kondo and hit and this other guy, they did mm-hmm. the Tears of the Kingdom soundtrack. They did all mm-hmm. the music in Tears of the Kingdom, and he yeah. presented the award to him. Which is really nice. Really nice. cool. Yes. So, anyways, huge shout out to Koji Kondo. He's also up on stage, spoke a little bit of English, but mostly spoken Japanese. But still, very cool. Mm-hmm. So, congrats to Koji Kondo on that. Um, but, strategy simulation game of the year. So, nominees are Dune Spice Wars, Against the Storm, Cobalt Core, The Last Spell, or War Tales? Mm. What was the one after Dune? Against the Storm. Mm-hmm. I heard that was really good. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with uh, that one. Against the Storm? Yeah, for winning. Uh, no. Uh, no, Darn. uh, yeah, they, uh, Dune, Spice Wars one. Ah, I think, uh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Um, the thing, cool thing is, Dune, Spice Wars, and War Tales are done by Shiro Games. Okay. So they, so they actually got two nominations in this category, which is cool. Yeah. And the, uh, I think the director, or like one of the heads of the studios was coming, they couldn't be there to accept the award, because they're in... Yeah. Europe somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he accepted the award, but he's kind of saying that you know that one team's not better than the other. But yeah. like, thank you for you know, thank like we basically kind of saying like, hey, War Tales, like we both loved do making Dune Spice Wars and War Tales, and and that. I'm glad that everybody loved both of them for us to be nominated on both things. It's just yeah, you're doing Spice Wars. Kind of like, uh, like yeah. kind of like, you know, it's like uh, I think he said something about his favorite kids. Like, you know, your favorite children, you can't you know. Yeah. But yeah, the thing is, I keep forgetting this game's out. Like, I remember yeah. it being like announced and then I never heard about it ever being released. Mm-hmm. And then I hear it occasionally. I'm like, wait, that came out? Oh, yeah, that came out. And then I hear yeah. it again. It's like, oh, yeah, that came out. But yeah, <laughs> awesome that um, got recognition from the devs, from other devs. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, sports game of the year. MLB of the show, 23. EA Sports FC, 24. Or WWE 2K, 23. Uh, I'm gonna go with the MLB. Yes, there's yeah. only three sports games. Baseball. Yeah. I kind of figured it was a safe bet. Baseball would be the winning out of those. Yes. 
Um, okay. Uh, RPG of the year. Well then. Uh, it's cut foregone conclusion, but you know, I'll read yeah. them out anyways. Uh-huh. Uh, Starfield, Final uh-huh. Fantasy 16, Diablo 4, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, and Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I wonder which one won of that. <laughs> who who could really tell? Uh, so, yeah, Baldur's Gate won yeah. by probably a big margin. They don't tell you, but it's like it's devs picking devs. But yeah, yeah, da- yeah. Uh, David Walgrave was up on stage. Sven wasn't there because he's you know mm-hmm. he's in, he's in Europe. David Walgrave, yeah. I believe, is in the is like the North America office, I think. But anyways, yeah. David Walgrave was there. gave great gave great acceptance speeches. Uh, cool. So okay, so racing game of the year, Forza. Uh, FTO 99, which is awesome. Like, that was mm-hmm. like, that's really cool that it got nominated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, Lego 2K Drive. I'm gonna go with Forza. Yes. Yep. The Forza. realistic one. Yes. <laughs> the rest of the realistic one, and then, then, uh, three other, you know, fantasy ones. Mm hmm. So. But yeah, that's really cool that FDO 99 got nominated. Yeah. Uh, fighting game of the year Street Fighter 6, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Rising, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All Star All Star Brawl 2, and Pocket Bravery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Street Fighter? Yes. Hooray. Um. Pocket Bravely looks cool. It looked like a, one of those Neo Geo Pocket games with the cheaper mm-hmm. characters and like, yeah. uh, like the very low car- low color count. Yeah. So. But yeah, Street Fighter 6. Yeah. Um, family game of the year. Go from Min- Midnight Girl, uh, Hello Kitty Adventure Island, Island Adventure, mm-hmm. um, Bay Farm, Disney Illusion Island and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Hmm. Yeah. Mario? Yeah. Really? Shout out to Hello Kitty Island Adventure. I mean, that thing is getting yeah. nominated like crazy. Yeah. And I'm also happy that Fay Farm got uh, nominated because that's also indie. Yeah. But also, it's like. um. It's also these are like devs, you know, doing other devs. So yeah. it's like really cool that you know, you're not gonna see a lot of the, some of the big names usually. Yeah. But yeah, Super Mario Brothers Wonder did win. Yeah. Which is really cool. Uh, Adventure Game of the Year. Uh, foregone conclusion a bit, but uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Dave the Diver, mm-hmm. Cocoon. Alan Wake 2 and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Ah, yes. I see. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Zelda. Yes. Um, but yeah, still, like, yeah, and that was really cool. Uh, the guy mm-hmm. that, I don't know the guy that came up 
I get I think his name was Dan or something. Like mm-hmm. the thing is, like all these developers were coming up, but like we don't know you. Put like a name tag or something on, like, yeah. You know, like on the screen, like a name box. Oh, they don't do that. No. Oh, <laughs> all right. Didn't want to pay for it, I guess. So this is a random Nintendo person coming up on stage, accepting all the Nintendo stuff. Yeah. That's it. It's just one guy accepting all the Nintendo awards. Yeah. Which is a little weird, but yeah. Action game of the year. Marvel Spider-Man 2, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Remnant 2. Spider-Man. Yep. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man yep. did get a lot of nominations as well. Um, That's good. Got, yeah, he got nine nominations. The most. Nice. Yeah, she got the most. Yeah. Nice. Um. Okay. Okay. Outstanding technical achievement. Mm-hmm. Marvel Spider-Man Two, Alan Wake Two, Hogwarts Legacy, The Finals, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Hmm. This one was like you wouldn't. It's very hard to choose this one. Yeah. Like, out of all three of those. Spider-Man? Yes, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was either, at my in my mind, it was either a toss-up between Spider-Man 2, basically making New York feel alive, New York City feel alive, making Manhattan feel alive, yeah. and the boroughs. Yeah. yeah. So, and then Tears of the Kingdom for the sheer... Uh, miracle that the switch doesn't go on fire every time yeah. that game <laughs> does stuff. Uh-huh. Or it didn't go on fire when that somebody made that Godzilla thing. Yeah, right. Outstanding achievement in story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venba, Thirsty Suitors, Dave the Diver, Alan Wake 2, and Baldur's Gate 3. Hmm. I guess Baldur's Gate 3? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All great stories, though. Yeah. Actually, I didn't know Dave the Diver had a story. I thought it was just like... A yeah, I didn't thing. think Dave the Diver had a story. It was either. just like, you're a diver with a sushi restaurant, and basically you dive yeah. to get the sushi. That's all I know. Yeah. So, yeah that's all I know, too. And I that might... they've been having a lot of crossovers. Yeah. I might check it out when Godzilla comes in. Yeah. Because that looks cool. That was a cool. That was a cool uh, trailer. Yeah. Outstanding achievement in audio design. Okay. Marvel Spider-Man Two, Alan Wake Two, Cocoon, Hi-Fi Rush, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Hmm. Spider-Man. Yes. Hooray! I would think. Yeah, it was probably my thing. Was probably. Um, it was a toss-up between Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake 2, and Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Because, like, Alan Wake 2 is kind of like Senua. It's like Hellblade, yeah. where you gotta have listened to everything. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thought, to too. To get the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition. Um, 
Marvel Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake 2, Diablo 4, Planet of Lana, and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Spider-Man? Yes. Just gonna be a landslide for, for Spider-Man, the whole thing. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, outstanding achievement in character. Mm-hmm. Basically, best performance. Yeah. Uh, Miles Morales, Najee Jeter. Uh, Sager Anderson. Uh, well, for Spider, you know, obviously, I didn't say the Spider-Man Two because it's Miles. Yeah. Basically, it's Miles Morales, Spider-Man Two, by Najee Jeter, Sager Anderson, mm-hmm. Alan Wake Two, uh, by Melanie Labord, Asterian, Baldur's Gate Three, uh, played by Neil Newbon, Carlock, Carlock. Right, it's Carlock, and it's not. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's Carla. Yeah, like I was like, wait, it's CH. Like, did I? Cause I just met her. Yeah, no, like no. I literally just met her. Oh yeah, no, Carla is right. Yes. Okay, Baldur's Gate three. Uh, by, uh, played by Samantha. Samantha Bayart. It has an accent on the E. So yeah. Uh, Jala, thirsty suitors. Uh, played by Farah Marani. Lots and lots mm. of good choices there. Yeah. It's a toss up uh, between uh, all five, I think. Asterion? No, actually. Asterion did not Darn. win. Hmm. Who won? Uh, Najee Jeter. Oh, that okay. Yeah, wins. Nice. And he was there uh, to accept the award, and he was super excited, and he, like. That's cool. Najee Jeter really just sounds like an older Miles. That's it. Yeah. So basically, he just pitched his voice a little higher to make him sound self sound younger. Yeah. But yeah. Love that. So, and then he was so excited and he was trying not to say anything. And he's like, I gotta go. Yeah. He was like so excited. So I think he accidentally almost said something that might be coming. Mm hmm. So, yeah. Outstanding achievement in art direction. Alan Wake 2, Hogwarts Legacy, Spider-Man 2, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Starfield. Spider-Man? No. Alan Wake 2. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it's always like one of those two. But yeah, but um, I think it was, uh, I think it would have been a uh, a toss up between Alan Wake, Hogwarts Legacy, and Spider Man Two, because they did the art team in Hogwarts Legacy did an incredible job, really making everything feel alive and very uh, very good in mm-hmm. in a sense. Anyways, uh, outstanding achievement in animation. Yeah. Mar- yeah. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man Two, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Hi-Fi Rush, Mortal Kombat One, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. 
Hmm. All very good animations. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll just go with Spider-Man again. Yes. I think it was a toss-up between between really any of them because 16 with their beautiful looking animations. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2 with how smooth he moves. Like how everything and the actual like animations of the characters themselves. Mortal Kombat for their fatalities. That's, you know, animation. Yeah. And then Hi-Fi Rush and Marvelers Wonder being completely redone in a brand new art style. Outstanding achievement in game design. Okay. Okay. Baldur's Gate 3, Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Baldur's Gate? Yes. Yeah. Yep, and then, yeah, it was just, um... What was really cool is that David Walgrave, he kept he kept coming up for the Baldur's Gate thing, which is kind of funny, and he's kind of making mm-hmm. a joke every time. Yeah. But the thing is... He is very good. He's actually the director of production, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And the thing is, he was shouting out everybody, like the main people that like were basically from game design, but he's also shouting out, like he wasn't just talking like in a generic talk, like, hey, thanks for the award, you know, blah, blah, blah. he was actually yeah. speaking to the teams that worked on the specific thing that he's receiving the award for. Nice. I like that. Which is very cool. Yeah. So. Um, outstanding achievement in game direction. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3. Sw- uh, Sven Vinky. Which I'm talking. I'm, I'm now just mentioning the director. Yeah. Cocoon. Jeppe Carlson. Marvel Spider-Man 2. Brian Intahar. Ryan Smith. Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Hiro Mori. Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom, Hidemaru Fujibayashi. These are all good ones. Zelda? Uh, no. Baldur's Gate uh, 3. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the funny thing was that I forget which one it was, but I think two of the awards that Baldur's Gate 3 won came up like he just won one and then yeah. he had to come back again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just stay here. Yeah. But he did get like with when he when when he accepted when David accepted the award oh. for Swen, they did. Um, oh, you froze a little bit. Oh, I think you froze. You lost you. Now. Uh, sorry, you froze. Hello. Hello. Can you see me? 
Yes. Okay. Do you see me waving my hands? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, choppy. Okay. But yeah, it was it was a, like when David accepted the speech, uh, accepted the award for Swen. It was like a really nice uh, moment, basically, kind of like huge, like who signed that um, that Swen was an amazing person that always knew uh, what um, what. Uh, what the game was going to be. Yeah. Like when it was finished, he knew it, what it would look like when it's finished. And like and myself, you know, you know, he was taking, talking, you know, David was talking about himself. Him and Swen were constantly fight at times about certain directions that the game would take. Mm-hmm. And then, then he's like, um, and obviously, and sometimes I had to concede that he was right, that Swen was right, and yeah. it just Ooh. turned out amazing. And it was basically a very nice, heartfelt speech that he gave for, uh, in honor of Swen. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but all of them were really nice. Uh, next are the, the these are the VR awards. Okay. There's two. There's two. Immersive reality technical achievement. Horizon called the mountain. Uh, Assassin's Creed Nexus VR. Axiom the Wrath Two. Vertigo Two. We are one. Mm. Horizon. Yes, actually, Horizon won this award for immersive reality technical achievement. All right. Uh, now, the Immersive Reality Game of the Year. Uh-huh. Which, uh, you got Vampire the Masquerade, Justice, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Assassin's Creed Nexus VR, Vertigo 2, Asgard's, Asgard's Wrath 2. And... <clears throat> Horizon again? No. Um, and was it the Asgard's game? Yeah, Asgard's Wrath Two. Uh, got, uh, got game of the year. Um, which I have is a feeling. Great. Yeah, which is great. It's like the only VR game I actually saw. I think, um, really like in recent memory that actually got a lot of ten. Yeah. Um. And Matt Mercer is Matt, Loki. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you know, I you know, watching Critical Role, he uh, they were they were sponsored by the game, yeah, for one episode. So he was like, "Look at the cool trailer, and I'm in it." And yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, now now are the last four. Okay. Outstanding achievement for independent game. Cocoon, um, Thirsty mm-hmm. Shooters, El Paso Elsewhere, Dredge, and Venba. Um, 
cocoon? Yes, actually. Hooray. Yep. Yeah, hooray. That's good. Cool, right? Yeah. Um, mobile game of the year. Terra Nil. Right. Terra Nil. Honkai Star Rail. Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Gubbins. And what the car? Uh, Honkai Star Rail? No. Uh, is it Hello Kitty? No, actually. It's All right, what is it? What the car? All right. It's by the same team who people who did What the Golf. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Basically, they, they they when they won, they said we okay. They, the guy was super nervous, but he's like, mm-hmm. you know, he thanks everybody. It's like okay. Basically, what happened with this game is we brought this to Apple and mm-hmm. like we're going to make a car game and it's going to have legs. <laughs> <laughs> and Apple's like, what? Yeah. So, but yeah, that's what he said. Basically, that's, that's that was mm-hmm. funny. So. Yeah. Online game of the year. Omega Strikers. Street Fighter 6, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, Diablo 4, The Final. Uh, um, Street Fighter? No. Uh, don't know. Diablo 4. Ah, alright. I see. Now, Game of the Year. Okay. Okay. Cocoon. Alan Wake 2. Spider-Man 2. Legend Mm -hmm. of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And Baldur's Gate 3. Well, damn. All, basically, five big hitters that easily can get Easily, each one of them easily could have gotten game of the year. Uh, Spider Man? No. Bondo's Gate. Yes. Hooray. Yes. And I mean, well deserved. Yes. All of them really deserve that, to be honest. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they came basically. Um, uh, so, but yeah, in, um, but basically when they went on stage, everybody actually that was from Larian, there's a lot of people from Larian still that actually there, they came on, yeah. on stage and, um, Director of Publishing, Michael Douse. Well, David mm-hmm. accepted the award, but then Director of Publishing, Michael Douse, said on stage that none of Baldur's Three, uh, Baldur's Gate Three success would have been possible without the work of all the developers who helped build the game. He said that industry. Mm-hmm. He said that the industry is bad. Uh, bad sometimes at showing developers what they're worth. Yeah. Many, many. People were let go at the start of this year. Dusk continued. I want to know that you are talented and that you matter. 
and that you are the future of this industry. Don't let that flame be extinguished by our collective mistakes. I know everyone here is scared because shit's really fucked up. All of your projections are wrong and it's scary, but we persevere as an industry and we will persevere. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and we will persevere as an industry and you all find your place and you, you will all be welcomed back with, with open arms. We'll be, we, and we will still be making games for the players and for you and with these guys. Yeah. Head Good. of yes, head of production David Walgreen followed up by talking about community community building as a key part of Larian's philosophy and throwing shade at microtransactions and companies being holden to shareholders, like the Embracer yeah. Group, whose CEO yeah. Callus comments about the recent layoffs inspired a widespread online backlash earlier that week, where mm -hmm. you know he called basically he just. That, that all develop, we don't care about anybody uh, besides the shareholders. Yeah. Um, David goes on to say, what we have tried in the last 20 years is to treat people like we would like to be treated ourselves as players, as gamers. He said, so we don't make decisions where we think this could make us the most money. In the long run, building a community, building a player base, building games that are actually fun is going to make you the most money. Yep. Yeah. You go. So I mean, it's very true. Yes. So lots of shade and lots of um, awesome. That big, massive, great speech by both mm -hmm. David Walgrave and um, and Michael Dow Michael Dows. Yeah. Um. And basically, yeah, they 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 also did kind of mention that we don't have we don't have shell holders that we have to speak to, and yeah. we will never basically have shell holders. Like they the share shareholders would never in any if we in if in the future we did we would never be influenced yeah. by that. Yeah, so, that's nice. Shout out to Larian. Yeah. Um. And yeah. But yeah. That that was from an article by Kenneth Shepard, just summing up um the quotes that were made at the end of the Game Awards when they accepted mm -hmm. the Game of the Year award. Now, like I said, uh, the most awards, Spider Man Two got the most awards yeah. at six. Yeah. Baldur's Gate got five, and Spider Man Two, as I said, had the most nominations. Um. Oh, uh, and then uh, and yeah, and yeah. So yeah, basically, Spider-Man Two and Baldur's Gate Three being the big winners, and then I believe the second one after that was um, Alan Wake Two, but it was like only two awards. Yeah, two or three awards. But yeah, great show. Um, I think it was better than Game Awards because nobody was a side, side, uh, a side card. Yeah, everybody got it, and they what? And every nomination 
when they did that little quick clip of a sh of a, um of what the game when they nominated the game, they actually mm -hmm. tried to show like a snippet of why like, like a snippet of why that game is nominated for audio design for animation or they did a really cool really great part of spider-man 2 when uh naji jeter was nominated yeah and it slightly spoilery but still it was a really good really good part yeah in the game um but yeah uh but yeah that's believe that wraps up um for us unless you really want to talk really quick um about your predictions for tomorrow tomorrow pokemon direct. oh right there's a pokemon direct tomorrow i totally forgot about that because i have been so tired yep. um i don't know to be honest i have no predictions I know uh, the music they chose for the preview was uh, JoJo, was it? Yeah, it's uh, 9 so people a.m. Are thinking, yeah, it's 9 a.m. So tomorrow morning. Yeah, people are thinking that. But I don't have any other predictions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm boring. I don't have like any predictions i just have what i heard from other people um yeah that what if we get they just do a drop of all the games on nintendo nso mm -hmm. i don't know about that or at least um red green uh not red green red yeah red blue yellow and then Maybe uh, Ruby Sapphire on the Game yeah. Boy Advance one. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh that's what I heard. Um I like I haven't heard any rumors really, actually. Um, besides like that old one that was very old, that Let's Go Johto one. Yeah. Um, which would be really cool, but I don't think like they might not do it, or I'll be like, truthfully, I think, in my opinion, Legends was like what they need need to do, what they need to go forward with. Yeah, I really like Legend Arceus because or Arceus. Or, oh yeah, me yeah. too. Because it it put the it, it, it at times it was scary because you could actually fade yourself. Mm-hmm. I liked how different it was. Yeah, basically, if you get started getting chased, you'd be like, "Oh god, oh god, oh god, I gotta run!" Because it's like, okay, if you're pulling yeah. it, if you're like all the, in all the other games, okay, if you Pokemon like in Scarlet and Violet, if your Pokemon faint, okay, you white out, you go back, you go to the Pokemon Center. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, okay, you don't get hurt, but if you actually get hurt, you know, obviously, you don't get hurt. You get hurt. You just get hurt literally, and it's like. And that's scarier. I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That they added to it. But uh because also this would be tenth gen. Yeah. The next ones are tenth gen. The next generation. 
Which yeah, which be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to see. It's okay. uh, nine a.m. tomorrow. Yep, nine a.m. I won't be able to watch it until lunch. Yeah, I don't have work till one thirty, so I can watch it. Cool. But yeah, I, um, let's go, Johto would be really cool. Um, yeah, but. You know, I would want something. I don't know. I like. Yeah, I want. I I want something. Yeah, I want. I don't want a new Pokemon game, like a brand. Like I don't want tenth gen on the current Switch at all. No. No, because it runs that crap. Oh yeah, fair enough. It. It, it maxes out at like 25 frames per second. Yeah. That is very fair. It, it, at times it made me dizzy because it was too too low framey. Yeah. So. Like I only play. I, yeah, I only. I beat. I think I beat all the. Uh, the, you know. The gangs. And that was it. Yeah. And I got up to Iona. So, yeah, I was like, I got up to it. That's it. So, but I beat RCS. Yeah, me too. So, um, hopefully, let's see. Like, hopefully, with the if they're still planning the tenth gen, hopefully they go not really go back to the drawing board, but learn. F- Thing, learn some things about Power World with Power World. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it, that was... It became... Yeah, it wasn't... You know, it's not Pokemon with guns. It's actually more like Arc Survival with Pokemon. Yeah. So... Uh, so... It was pretty fun, but then um, I just kind of stopped. It kind of got got out of it once. It's like, okay, I beat. I'm gonna have to grind to beat this first boss thing because I nobody I know plays with with me. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't feel like redoing all this again once I uh if, if I was gonna play with you or whoever. Yeah. You know, in a multiplayer thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I wasn't really that interested in a uh, power world, so. Yeah, like I only, I only became, I wasn't really interested in it until I like I watched a friend play it, or mm-hmm. not watch friend. I watched kind of funny play it, like Snow Like Bike from Kind of Funny. He played it, yeah. and yeah, it wasn't. I was like, it wasn't. You don't, you don't get game. You don't get guns until like much later. In the uh, in the game, and I was kind of I kind of played up to where I where I felt comfortable playing instead of yeah, and just kind of exploring. And yeah. I got this cute little dragon thing that I showed you. Looks like a yeah. blue, really big blue salamander type of thing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. This is nice, but I think I'm done. So, but. Uh, yeah, I'm not expecting anything huge. 
so yeah i'm like my expectations are a new remake new remake you know and would be it because uh, we got brilliant diamond and shine what was it shining pearl was it right yeah i believe so and those did not go well over well with anybody really no uh what was next that would be black two white two yeah right black black and white mm -hmm. you can't really do any good adjectives with those You know, yeah, you can't really yeah. do much, uh, much adjectives with those without uh, become you know getting a little bit uh, too shady Weird. with that. Yeah. So then the day was go directly to X and Y after that. Yeah. Right, because it's black, black two, black, black and white, black and white two, and then X and Y. I think yeah. it is. Yeah, I and believe so. That. Then it's just like, okay, you're back to 3D again. Yeah. That was the whole point. It's like, oh, that's cool. It's 3D. Now it's like it's mm -hmm. a sprite game into 3D. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm guessing it's the old, the old games on NSO and... Um, all the games on NSO and a new remake of sorts. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because we don't. Because sleeps. Uh, Pokemon Sleep is. Uh, out. I, I, all yeah. the other Pokemon weird Pokemon games are out. Probably gonna, yeah. we might talk about an update to Sleep Cafe. That's what I'm expanding. Sl update to Sleep Cafe Gold Go. Um. What else? Unite. I think that's all of them, right? It's like all the small games. Yeah. And then a update on uh, just like you know on NSO uh, NSO update for the old games and a remake. That's what I'm expecting. Skin protections. Yeah. That's pretty much what it all has been. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, that one time that we didn't really expect anything, Snap was unveiled. Yeah. Which was such a good moment. I still, I still haven't beaten it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I haven't beaten it because I've just, like, taken my time. Because like... I, I liked the things I, when I did it. I like being in handheld mode. Mm-hmm. On my chair. Yeah. And I like swiveling around taking the pictures. And yeah. um can't really just hang out up here a lot. I'm I, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Because after after a work day, I kinda really don't want to spend a lot. Sometimes sometimes I don't want to spend a lot of time up here. But I spent, you know, mm -hmm. nine hours up here. Yeah. That's so, fair. So yeah, but um, yeah, well yeah, those are my predictions and yours. 
it's just probably a yeah joke mine of. is i'm i keep my mind open i'm just like hit me with your pets uh, pokemon <laughs> yeah so hopefully they don't give us 10th gen until pitch two yeah that'd be great or just it'll be crazy it'll be cool if they hinted at it like remember when they hinted at Scarlet and Violet that one time. They just showed his drawings. Uh, sorry, you were you froze again. Oh, there you go. Hello. Yes, you're back. Okay, it's like that. Like one time they showed us, um, when they first showed us, uh, yeah. uh, when they showed us, um. Scarlet and Violet for the first time. It was just sketches. Yeah. So they could do that with the tenth gen, and they said it's not coming out until yeah, next year. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. So. And maybe they maybe they make a big deal because it's tenth gen. Maybe not. Yeah. Or maybe they maybe. go. Or maybe they go crazy and it's like, we're doing, you know, we're scrapping all 3D. We're going back to sprites. Ah. Yeah, sure. Just very good, very, very nicely uh, animated sprites. Yeah. They, like, that, like, the sprite ones are just, like, so good, though. It's, yeah. You know. They allowed you to have all, you know, all of them in it. Mm-hmm. Right? So Yeah. Like literally like modders put like there's a mod for what is it for? Fire Red, I think it is. Maybe not Fire Red. I don't know. One of them. One of the GBA games. They put everything up to Gen 9. They put all the Pokemon in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that's up crazy. to Gen 9. Yeah. So, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And they put all the, uh, like, yeah, they just pretty much, like, kind of redid the, uh, they almost redid the game, because they added, like, all the Gen 9 Pokemon and how to get them and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's it. We you know, talked a little bit longer. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, let me know uh, what you guys think of the episode. What is your predictions? Um, just, uh, you know, hit it, hit it, hit, put it in the reviews, or maybe make a comment. I know some platforms have comments. Uh, but Thank everybody for watching and listening. I really don't put these up yet for watching, so uh, you can find us on most podcast services and social media platforms. Just search for 16-bit otaku. Hopefully, everyone has a wonderful week. Be safe. Be the kindness you want to see in the world. And for myself and Connor, we bid you a good day. <laughs>